I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today I chat with self-professed technophile who wishes to share his passion, especially for business applications and power apps. I'm happy to welcome to the show Matthew Miguel, straight from Switzerland. Full show notes can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 92. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to the MVP show. Hi, Mark. Thank you for the invitation. Okay, so you're an MVP that I don't think I've met before. Is that right? We've not met in person, have we? That's perfectly right. And maybe that's also because I haven't uh, been to any MVP summits right now. So uh, maybe if uh, if I go there once, uh, we'll have the, the opportunity to meet. Yeah, that would be great. So anyhow, t- tell us a bit about you. Where Where do you originate from in this lovely world? I'm from France and uh, uh, I'm from also Paris, but right now I'm working in Switzerland, but I'm based on France. Uh, I became an MVP since two years right now, um, focused on the business application side and more precisely on power apps and flow solutions. Okay, so how, how did you come about becoming an MVP? Well, it's been a long time that I was uh, passionate about Microsoft tools, Microsoft uh, products. And I started uh, started writing about Microsoft tools uh, since maybe right now seven years. First on my personal website, uh, my blog, and just to talk about uh, a few things about SharePoint or forms or workflows, automated processes. And just I, I just keep on writing on that, uh, blogging about that subject. And then I discovered mobile uh, applications, so I started uh, developing. Some mobile apps on the Windows uh, platform. I know that's strange, but uh, some people like me are passionate, really. Uh, so I started writing some applications, and then I discovered Office 365 and Power Apps. So I keep on blogging on this kind of subject. I also met a lot of people uh, on my professional life, and some of these people were MVP. So uh, they gave me uh, the opportunity to speak on some uh, on some events and. That gave me finally the opportunity to become an, an MVP uh, since two years right now. Excellent. So who's who's the main MVPs that you know out there that kind of introduce you to all this? Uh, <laughs> uh, he will be pleased to be quoted there. It's uh, Johan Topno. I think he's not an MVP anymore, uh, but he's the one I met, and he was really uh, uh, active on uh, planning and or organizing some uh, events uh, in France and also in Switzerland. So uh, I had a lot of opportunity to speak and to to meet people on these events. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So your current MVP status is it? It's under business applications, right? You're right. Yeah. Fantastic. So so, tell me a bit about your journey then with uh, with Flow and uh, and what's your experience with Power Apps? Well, Flow uh, was the the um, how can I say that. 
the logical next step after Power Apps because I first discovered Power Apps uh, because of the fact that I was uh, already developing a mobile apps, as I said. So the automation was the, the logical second part of the, of the development. So Flow was for me first uh, like an IFTTT platform. Uh, two years ago, it was really what Microsoft focused on. And then I discovered that Flow can uh, just be more than that uh, integrated with all the other applications on Office 365 and more precisely with Power Apps and SharePoint Online. So um, as I am uh, a consultant, I'm doing consultancy on SharePoint Online first, and Microsoft Teams for Apps and Flow. So I know that all that universe can just talk nice uh, together, thanks to Flow. And thanks to, thanks to Power Apps, we can now have also a, a, a business application, a front end to, to interact with. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So, so you mentioned there before that you're you you come from Paris, but you're working in Switzerland. What uh, have you gone there for work, or as an what's led you to Switzerland, or is it lifestyle? Uh, it was uh, an ambition for me uh, to to go to Switzerland because of the lifestyle. Uh, we all know that Switzerland is recognized. Uh, for its lifestyle uh, and the quality of the life there. Uh, but it was a, a job opportunity that made me uh, come here uh, now since more than three years. Uh, and also it was a big change for me because moving from Paris to Switzerland is a huge, uh, huge, uh, how can I say that? Uh, a, a big step forward because the life in Paris is really not the same as the, the life here. Uh, and also it was a change in my uh, job because I used to work in a big company uh, as an internal uh, IT man. And then I became, when traveling to Switzerland, uh, a consultant. So so doing consultancy for, for companies. So it was my first opportunity there. So what do you see as the biggest difference from your Parisian lifestyle? As in, when you say it was quite different, what what are the big noticeable things? Was it uh, food, culture, lifestyle? What what would you put your finger on? Definitely lifestyle in general, and I mean that uh, Paris in Paris the life is um, two speed, <laughs> a lot of stress, a lot of people, also a lot of a lot of everything. Uh, whereas here uh, in Switzerland, and I'm close to to Geneva. Uh, life is more uh, quiet and also uh, there are few people but the people that you have here is uh, international I mean in Paris you don't have that impression because there's a lot of people and uh, obviously a lot of French people but there as we are fewer people we we, we see a lot of international uh, people coming from everywhere and working in Geneva that's the big change for me Wow, wow. And so, so, but, but tell me, you know, um, Paris is famous for its uh, culinary or food dishes. What, 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 what do you miss the most food-wise from Paris? Um, food-wise, maybe the diversity, because it's easy in Paris to, to find everything anywhere, uh, anywhere and uh, at any time. Whereas here in Geneva, it's more complicated because things are closed or... or a lot of things are closed on uh, on Sunday, for example, and uh, and uh, the store are closed sooner uh, during the the week. So that's the the biggest uh, difference for me. Yeah, you can find easily anywhere and any anywhere you want. And well, sorry, uh, when you want uh, anything in Paris. 
Yeah. So, so you know, I've been to France a few times. In fact, just last last weekend, I was in uh, in Nice. Oh. Okay. And and you know, my favorite thing to get well in France is always a baguette. I just find that nobody bakes bread anywhere as good anywhere in the world is what you get in France. Right? Definitely. The bakery is the, the biggest thing in France we have because we miss it so much when we travel around the world. Uh, I mean, in, in Geneva and Switzerland, that's kind of the same, but I, I know that if you travel to uh, the US or even in Canada or uh, or closer to France in, in Spain or Italy, it's definitely not the same. <laughs> I understand you. So So tell me, when is the best time of day to buy a baguette? Well, it's so that it's still warm. Uh, <laughs> I would say at the at the end of the day, around uh, uh, seven seven p.m. before okay, so, lunchtime. That that's the perfect time. So hang on, you're saying seven p.m. at night is the best time to get it? Yeah, because said- we we have lunch at eight. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. In okay. France, that's uh, around eight. Yeah. Okay. But also, you can buy it on the on the morning during the morning, or because it's uh, it's hot too, and you can take it and have it uh, uh, on the road to 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 your job, for example. Okay. So, so do most places uh, that you would buy like a patisserie or something like that? Would most places have a a morning batch? Um, of baguettes and a and an afternoon batch is that right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, not more than tw- twice a day. I would say fourth or even more. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, we eat that at any any lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, you know I didn't this time I didn't get a warm baguette and it's just it wasn't as good as when they're oh, fresh yeah. from the oven. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of ham and cheese with it, tomato maybe. Very nice. <laughs> I can only confirm what you say. <laughs> uh, man, I love France. Um, so, so tell me, when it comes to uh, what you do in your spare time, in other words, when you're not working, what do you do in Geneva? What I'm doing, well, um, I'm just uh, going uh, to see uh, the places here and uh, the nature because everything is beautiful. You know that you have the lake, you have the mountains. Uh, every places are just nice here, and you just uh, uh, we just spend time to to enjoy that nature here first. That's the very first thing we have. We also have the chance to have a garden here, so uh, from the garden we can see the mountains. We have a a, a nice sky, a blue sky with the mountains with the sun. That's really nice. That's the very first thing we are doing here. Mm. Do you find it more expensive though? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but Switzerland is recognized as one of the most expensive country in the world. So, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something you have to know if you plan to go and visit Switzerland. Uh, you you just have to be prepared that you will spend a lot of money there. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Like when I, I was there two years ago, and <clears throat> and you know to buy a cup of coffee. Uh, at at the price you pay for it, but it's not good quality coffee. You're right. You know, but it's expensive, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are used to to pay it uh, in the US, for example, uh, it's cheap. Uh, but all, okay, it's not a, a good coffee for the Europeans, but it's good for the US and the Americans. But uh, yeah, yeah, the price is uh, <laughs> is more than doubled or or, or more than that uh, in Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand is known for creating, you know, having fantastic coffee where I come from, and you know, relatively inexpensive. Um, but there's yeah, definitely no comparison for my time in. Switzerland. Switzerland. So, d- 
So do you have family uh, with you there in Geneva? No, only my wife. Uh, the rest of my family uh, is in Paris. Okay, okay. So do you trip out much? Uh, I used to uh, at the beginning when I arrived there, but now, no, not that much. I think uh, once uh, every two months is. In my books, that's quite a bit. Like I, I live now in London and my family's back in New Zealand and I'm like once every two years now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, based on that definition, that's a bit uh, a bit more, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true, so true. So you've worked with Nintex, is that right? That's right, yeah. Okay, so tell me, what are your thoughts if you compare Nintex to uh, Flow? Oh, um, Nintex workflow compared to Flow, uh, definitely an Nintex, Nintex is uh, has a uh, uh, there's a huge gap between the two solutions because I don't think that they um, they can compete on the same subjects on the same matters. I mean that Flow is uh, user friendly first and is uh, is uh, accessible for anybody. It's also uh, more how can I say that not connectable, but uh, open to the world, I would say, when I mean the world, the, the, the social uh, media, etc. Whereas uh, Nintex is associated to a BPM solution. So that brings a lot of BPM capacities and features that you don't have or don't really have in flow uh, unless you pay for uh, Dynamics 365, I guess, uh, and use the, the flow dedicated to that. So, so, so do you see in time that as Microsoft continues to develop Microsoft Flow, do you think it will head more into that BPM space? I guess so. Um, I'm not using the common data model and the Dynamics 365 and the model-driven side of Flow and Power Apps. So I'm only guessing here, but what I can see is that Microsoft is in is uh, uh, doing a lot of improvement on that side because that's the side people have to pay for, unless uh, uh, on the free side, on the the open side of Power Apps and of Flow, uh, Microsoft is not uh, having a lot of improvements or not at the same rhythm, I would say. So yeah, I guess that Microsoft will uh, take. Uh, and make the, the, the tools evolve more on the BBN side for, for Microsoft Flow, yeah. So, so when it comes to using Flow, what are the typical use cases that you are applying Flow to? Use cases linked to SharePoint, really. That's the first and the main ones. Uh, when an item is created, do something, or for a selected item, do something, an approval step. And also, um, I'm using Flow a lot for how can I say that too? Um, a kind of uh, um, webhook uh, HTTP trigger, you know that? Uh, that's a, a way to interact with Office 365 world, but without having to, to discuss about authentication, about security. So that has to be uh, done in a, in a secure way, I would say. But it's really, uh, for me, the, the true potential and the, the true power of flow uh, apply to Office 365. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Do you think, um, you know, becoming an MVP has affected your career in any way? I guess, yeah, definitely. Because that gave me the opportunity to get my own tenant first, uh, to be aware of uh, Microsoft uh, roadmap and uh, discussions uh, with the, the product owners. Um, and also, as I got my tenant, I was able to do a lot of testing, a lot of recording, uh, and in just uh, 
improve myself, I would say that, uh, and just spend more time learning things. So for someone passionate, that's not a problem. I know that some people that can hear us maybe think that, uh, well, uh, there's a time for personal things and a time for professional, professional things. But uh, I think that you already know that, that when you are passionate, professional things and personal things sometimes meet each other. And that's the case for me for perhaps that's something I'm fond of and I was passionate about. So then on the Power App side, what are your main user cases um, that, you, you, that you're doing a lot of in the Power App side of things? It really depends. It depends on my uh, customer's uh, scenario and what they want. Um, Can the, you give some last, examples? Yeah. The last two apps we made was uh, uh, an app de dedicated to, to be used as a service desk application. Uh, as the one that Microsoft gives a, a template, for example, uh, it was an entry point for us, but we we made a lot of made a lot of improvement on that one. Um, so we we create a, a really complex uh, application based on Power Apps Flow, uh, Power BI, and uh, SharePoint Online. Uh, another one would be uh, an onboarding application, just to let HR people uh, create new new uh, accounts, for example, onboard people. Uh, OSD request application, for example. Um, what can we have to, uh, an app that can be used to manage contracts, to generate contracts. Uh, and also the last one, the very last one, uh, as we spend a lot of time in uh, trainings with our customers, uh, we hear them complaining about governance subjects. So uh, an app that we developed was an app to rules slash govern uh, the, the creation of Office 365 groups with an approval process from end-to-end uh, -end and uh, through the approval by the IT uh, connected to the, to the Graph API, for example. Excellent. So, 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 so if you could ask Microsoft for any features to be added to Power Apps or Flow, what would you ask for? Hmm, first thing would be to get responsive design on the uh, true responsive design responsiveness on the the Canva apps, but also for the form apps uh, related to SharePoint. Uh, another one would be to to include the guest access uh, to to Power Apps, for example. That are the two uh, two main I'm thinking of right now. So so tell us about you got a YouTube channel, right? So that's one of the areas you contribute. Tell us a bit about your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, that's a way for me to contribute, as you said, and it was an opportunity for me to just present things and explain things differently, because you know that blog articles are a way. Uh, it's great that people can Google us and or Google something and find our articles, but I think it's an old-fashioned way. So <laughs> one of the modern ways to create videos, I used to try that first without any sound, without any sound during my videos, so uh, I didn't have to care about my my voice and the recording I made, I have made. But now I'm doing another series of videos uh, called uh, Perhaps the How To and uh, Why, uh, during which uh, I'm just taking five questions that people ask me during my trainings or from my blog. And I just answer the, these five questions uh, in, uh, in my video. Uh, it lasts maximum uh, 25 minutes, so five minutes per question. 
So, and that's a way for people to discover or to get answers to their questions uh, in a modern way. So, so are you you as your voice? Um, are you using French for um, those videos? Yeah, I'm using French, and that's something people are um, happy with because a lot of people reach out to me and say that there's a lack of resources on the French side for Power Apps and Flow. And so a lot of people found myself and my resources uh, because they are Googling just something about Power Apps in French. And I think that's important for me to keep on doing these things uh, in French because that's what people uh, need and that's what they like right now with my contributions. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, as in all languages and cultures that, if you like, and get involved um, with Power Apps Flow or Microsoft Business Apps in general, I agree there doesn't seem to be enough content out there in um, in the languages that people are using it in. So, like, I think the fact that you're doing it is in French is fantastic. You know, I know people are doing Spanish content as well are probably the two big ones that I'm seeing. So, yeah, I think it's brilliant that you stick with your native language and educate that whole community. Um yeah. So, so what are the MVPs in the flow and power up space? Do you kind of network with and or follow what they're doing um, quite regularly? Um, I'm not following a lot of MVPs. Uh, I know some, and I see some tweets about uh, some MVPs on uh, on Twitter, obviously. So I know that uh, Serge Luca, for example, is the Doctor Flow. And uh, obviously, if you Google anything, you find any article about him. But I am uh, more precisely focusing on following uh, Microsoft uh, staff on the Power Apps side. Uh, if I quote Audrey Gordon, for example, uh, uh, and his colleagues, uh, that these are the people that I'm following and uh, who I'm inspired by. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, it's uh, it's been very interesting finding this out. So I've got a couple of wrap-up questions that I like to go through, which are not necessarily on topic, but uh, they, they might make you think a little bit. And I, I also learn a bunch of stuff. So when I say think a little bit, as in they won't be kind of like snap answers. So my first one is, what's the best purchase you've made under $100? <laughs> it, 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 can't, it can't be food or, wi or wine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's hard to answer right now. Um, I would say my... Um... Oh man, that's difficult. Um, my surround system, my boss surround system, it's hundred and it's under hundred dollars, and I just love the sound that it makes. Yeah, so true. For it to be under a hundred, um, I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, my Bose headset, like this, just my the ones that I, I travel with all the time, they are like three three hundred. So, um, was it a gift? To get no, it under 100. It, uh, um, it was my gift to me. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. The best type of gifts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So what about, what's the 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 app that you use most often on your mobile phone? Uh, we have an app in France that is called Le Bon Coin. Uh, that's an app where people can just uh, sell their own things and uh, ask for anything. I would say that that's one of the apps I use the most. And also we have another app called D-Labs. That's a community app where people just register uh, some deals that they found on internet where prices are good or prices are uh, more than good or there are errors, mis mistakes on the, the prices, etc. So you can just like, unlike, uh, make a, a deal become hot 
or cold if it's a big big deal or not. So these are the two apps that I spend a lot of time on. Nice. Nice. And also WhatsApp for sure because <laughs> we all need yeah. that. I think we all live on WhatsApp. That's oh, for, yeah. <laughs> that, that's for real. That's for real. Uh, Matthew, it's been great talking to you. Um, if people want to connect with you online, particularly around your blog, perhaps your Twitter, how can they find you? Yeah, definitely. So you can find me on Twitter at Mathieu Megali. Uh, just find me like that on my LinkedIn also. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. And on my personal website, MathieuMegali.fr. Uh, let me spell it for people who don't, don't, don't speak in French. M-A-T-T-H-I-E-U. M-E-G-A-L-Y.fr. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're a Dynamics professional, either ready to take the next step in your career or planning to join the Microsoft MVP program and you're looking for mentorship, feel free to reach out to me via LinkedIn. Full show notes can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 92. See you next week.